everybody. It's Angela Arlena with Your Natural Dog. And my guest today is Dr. Sarah Urban, who I have had on several times because she is my holistic vet that helps me with Nina, my Doberman, who is two years from her diagnosis of osteosarcoma. And we're doing this episode in celebration of National Cancer Survivors Day. So it's Sunday and we are um, celebrating Nina, who has beaten and survived with the help of a full-spectrum hemp, cannabis, medicinal mushrooms, and a ketogenic diet, and of course, the help of Sarah, keep this cancer away and keep her alive. We've kept it from spreading, and we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some of the things that maybe have caused cancer in our dogs. Why are they getting it? What are the signs? What to expect and what we can do to help them battle it and not suffer from it. We find that a lot of our dogs, old dogs, are going to get cancer, but it doesn't mean that it's going to kill them because we've got things to help. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Angela Ardolino with Your Natural Dog. And today my guest is Dr. Sarah Urban, who those of you who don't know, Dr. Urban is, I consider a friend of mine now because she's helped me with so many of my animals now, and I've learned so much from her. So I want you to know that this is my holistic vet that I go to when I need help. And the best part is that she does telehealth so that I'm able to call her up on the phone, make an appointment and go, I'm thinking about doing this or this is going on with Nina. Should I do this? I was thinking, could you help me go through Nina's blood test since I have no idea what it says? And it's really funny because I know about blood tests, but I swear to God. So hi, Sarah. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) So when I say I know about blood tests, I do know about them. The problem is, so those of you who don't know, I've been extremely crazy busy working at my shops because I've been extremely short-staffed, and I haven't been able to give everyone an update on Nina. I am working on that update. It's a big update because we got her leg amputated, but before we got her leg amputated, we did, gosh, I want to say Dr. Siegel, who amputated the leg, or she had a surgeon at her office amputate the leg, did like a 12 diagnostic tests on Nina before we amputated the leg. Now, remember, Nina had had uh, osteosarcoma, had been diagnosed with osteosarcoma, and it had been 22 months since she had been diagnosed. Um, And we had to amputate the leg because the tumor got too big. It developed another tumor. It was cutting off supply, blood supply to her foot. I could tell it was really bothering her foot. So Dr. Urban and I said, okay, it's time. It's time to um, amputate. And of course, that wasn't easy because I had to find a holistic vet so that I didn't have to worry about going to a conventional vet that would um, fill her with opioids and painkillers and antibiotics. And I don't even know what else. It was just my fear. So Dr. Siegel was kind enough to get a surgeon and do it the way that we wanted it to get done so that we didn't wreck everything that we worked so hard to build. And what we built... And what we supported was Nina's immune system. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten amazing results. So you're going to hear me and Sarah talk about it a lot. Sarah has been using Chinese medicine, herbs, and see our full-spectrum hemp extract from CBD Dog Health. You ha- Have you dabbled? You've dabbled a little bit in RSO or have you had mm-hmm. patients who are using it? Yep, yep, absolutely. With great success. So you mm-hmm. can imagine we get really upset 
when we hear someone saying the opposite of what it is, we also hear no other integrative or holistics saying, I'm sorry, except for Dr. Trina Hazah, who is a oncologist, an integrative oncologist in California who does turn to cannabis first with cancer patients, but she's the only one. And besides Sarah, who's not even an oncologist, who turns to what's naturally out there in the world um, that can help. People need to remember pharmaceutical drugs are derived from natural plant medicines. They just take out one compound or another, make their own medicine and patent it and make billions of dollars off of it when you can literally go take that plant, take it in its whole form and get better results. So Hi, Sarah. I know I'm going on hey, and on. No, that's all right. That's good. So it's interesting because we're talking about senior pets mm-hmm. with cancer. We're talking about how do you know when your pet has cancer? And I know I just brought this up to you, but because Nina is a 10-year-old, which makes her geriatric for a Doberman, right? Because mm-hmm. they live to 12. Yep. And Odie, my schnauzer, who's 15, who I don't think has cancer, but I'm almost assuming that he does because mm-hmm. it's a degenerative disease. It's not going to take either one of my dogs, mm-hmm. but I know Nina has it. I've removed the tumor. I'm going to assume that there's still irregular cells in her body. So I'm going to continue that protocol. But is that crazy of me to think that I'm just assuming? Yeah. It, it, so sometimes it can be difficult because I think dogs and cats and a little bit even more even in cats, they can hide these things really, really easily. The interesting thing is that if you can find a integrative holistic practitioner, even one that is trained in traditional Chinese veterinary medicine, we're actually taught to look for specific signs that could indicate that there could be cancer going on. So we talk about blood deficiency in Chinese medicine. So that blood helps nourish the skin, the coat. So sometimes when we start seeing that, maybe a little bit of lethargy, they're just maybe off food, just not up to full snuff. That to me is like, all right, maybe we should start doing some blood work, baseline x-rays, just start exploring, is there something there? And the x-rays are going to show you tumors yeah, absolutely. Or so we see what's what's in the organs and types of mm-hmm. things. And then what is the blood test showing you? So blood work, um, the big thing would be I, I would want to look at red blood cells. You know, are we a little bit anemic? You know, are we having a decrease in, in protein levels? Things like that. And vitamins, because you talked yep, about yep. one of the things Nina was deficient in vitamin D and B12, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I call up Sarah and ask her, how in the hell is that possible from what I give her and feed her every day? And she explained it to me. Mm -hmm. And go ahead, you can explain it too. So I don't say, well, this is what Sarah said. You're on here for a reason. (laughs) So, I mean, certainly there there are certain uh, vitamins out there that are going to get chewed up in in the body more. You know, vitamin D, we look at it, we call it vitamin D. It's actually more hormone. So it's really important anti-cancer fighting capabilities it regulates so much in our body. It helps with thyroid, parathyroid, our, our bone health. Um, so if you start really getting down in the nitty gritty with certain cancers where, you know, you might need to be activating your bone more to put out new red blood cells or, you know, yeah, your vitamin D is going to start getting chewed up. Because the cancer's taken it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your body needs a higher level of vitamins. 
and hormones when we talked about vitamin D. And there's even protocols out there that we do really, really high dose vitamin A and D and vitamin C. And, and one of the things is it gets knocked where, oh, you're going to cause toxicity. Well, actually, no. I have a patient I'm treating right now that has a Cesare syndrome. So it's a type of lymphoma in the skin. And we've been doing high dose vitamin A and D along with <clears throat> the menagerie of other, other things. You know, skin doesn't look great, but he's happy. He's playing. He's eating. He's beating up on his sister. He doesn't know. I mean, he wears a cute onesie, but they, they had him in, in the ground within three to four months. And, you know, we, it was just the owner, her and I are like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a year now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always recommend to owners when she start getting a dog a little bit above, you know, we would say adult, you know, adulthood. It's hard for me because my dogs that are 10, 11, 12 are acting like some dogs that are six, seven, right? you know, so, but I always recommend yearly, just maybe a baseline radiographs of the chest, of the abdomen, because um, we can look for masses in the chest, you know, heart size is good, but anything little bit abnormal patterns in the abdomen. And then when it comes to blood work, I, I always like to have when they're a healthy adult, get baseline blood work with full thyroid. And then when they become a senior, minimally do it w once a year. That way you can track. And then you can start saying, hey, why is this off? Why is this level going down? Why is this level going up? And then it allows you to paint a picture of saying, well, you know what? They started not feeling good around that, that time frame. Because I remember reading something that said, once cancer shows its ugly head, it's been in your body about two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. Like literally... But what I want people to understand is that if I had cancer in my body right now, I know exactly what I would do. Now, I do practice a lifestyle to do my best to make sure I don't have cancer in my body. But what I think is most interesting is that Nina had mm -hmm. got the diagnosis. I saw it's literally been two years since I saw the bump on her wrist. She first mm -hmm. started limping and there was no bump. And she's a crazy dog. So I thought, what the hell has she done again? She chased a, a bunny into a tree. Who knows? And then I saw the bump and my heart sank because I knew exact. I was like, shit, no way is my Doberman getting the worst cancer ever for a large breed dog. And we got the diagnosis and I immediately implemented everything that I had learned would help her stay alive, fight or whatever. I didn't think about wow, I wonder if this is going to work or not. Mm -hmm. But it did. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that we looked at her blood test after she had cancer for 22 months with her tumor still on her leg. And we went through her blood test. And you said that this does not, I asked you, I go, does this look like a dog that's mm -hmm. had cancer for 22 months? An aggressive cancer where I was told she'd be dead two to four months with chemotherapy and radiation? Mm -hmm. So... How does that happen, Sarah? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, as a vet, you go, yeah, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Everything I learned is doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, imagine, guys, learning something. Uh, let's let's bring up apple cider vinegar. We're, we're talking about apple cider vinegar later on. You find, you read apple cider vinegar does this, this, and this. You get a pure 
form of apple cider vinegar. You use it the way you're supposed to. Your favorite holistic vet tells you, you use it and it works. It gets rid of a hot spot. It gets rid of whatever it is. That's awesome. And don't you want to tell everybody that? So if you've heard it already, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to keep on yelling about this. On a blood test, what are we going to see? Because what happened is on the blood test, when I went through it with another veterinarian, I mean, I was treated like Nino's going to drop dead the next day. So I was really fascinated when I went through it with Sarah and Sarah was like, yep, nope, that's normal. Yep, that's probably because of this. So what would you see in a blood test? And then why aren't we seeing it in Nina's? Like what helped her body make it fight off the cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's just a combination of, of things because – you know, a it, when you when you do look at her environment, she lives in. She gets the the outside. She's you know not confined to the household. So mental, spiritually, she's she's a very happy dog, which plays a big role. I I think sometimes we miss that. Um, she gets to sunbathe and ground as much as she needs to. So, but then we were supporting all of her organ systems were supported. So kidney, liver. She's getting the best food, the cleanest water that that she can get. So then when you compound herbs and full spectrum hemp products, you know, everything just is synergistic then, which is, which is beautiful. And what, what that means guys is that there isn't a pharmaceutical included that's going to throw a wrench into everything that these adaptogens and remember adaptogens Mm -hmm. are these plants, mushrooms that work in synergy and get into our bodies and literally do whatever our bodies need them to be. That's why they're called adaptogens. They adapt to the environment and start getting to work. And when you put more of them together, they get really, really powerful. So that's literally what we did for Nina. So what are the indicators that they're going to see on the blood test? People always know that I'm always saying any senior should be on a full spectrum hemp extract, Mm -hmm. whether it's a human or an animal, just to help reduce inflammation, pain, rogue cells in your body, because they're going to help you do that. Now, Nina was on, she got our calm tincture every time a thunderstorm rolled in, but she literally had no other issues. So I wasn't giving it to her every single day, but every single day now. She gets a lot of full-spectrum hip extract, and she still gets that at 8 milligrams of RSO, which is Rick Simpson oil, which is just a uh, crude of a high THC marijuana, medicinal marijuana product that I get from the dispensary that we do 8 milligrams, which is a little smaller than a rice size on her gums every night. We still do that because we are still wanting, I I remember we went down this road where we had read or heard that once you remove the tumor leg, that it would spread in the body somehow, which, you know, we want to make sure that doesn't happen. So we are continuing the Mm -hmm. protocol where the main things are diet, turkey tail, Mm -hmm. mushrooms, reishi, chaga, artist conch. It's like six mushrooms that I give her every, every day. And then the full spectrum, the RSO, and the ketogenic diet. She did have mercury, high mercury, so I don't know how that happened either. I feel like that's everywhere. But what are parents going to see on a blood test? Yeah, so there's different types of blood tests out there. Usually if you do a baseline, sometimes you won't see anything. Because what we have found with cancer in some of our older animals is they can hide it really well. 
you know, I, I had the privilege of, of working with a, another veterinarian that did um, basically a tour taking a look at exceptionally long living Rottweilers with no indication of health issues, like pretty doing pretty well for 13, 14 bouncing around, not really on any meds, but they ended up, some of these owners were gracious to donate the, the dog when they did pass for necropsy and they found cancer, but the dog was not showing anything. So, you know, there are other, um, panels out there. There's a great lab called VDI labs that they can do a cancer panel that looks for inflammatory, certain proteins, certain things are going to be expressed from, from and we cancer did that cells. on Nina. Mm-hmm. And so that's a nice, it, is it end all be all? Like if, if your profile came back like blazing hot for, no, it, you also have to say, Oh my gosh, does my dog have a lot of just inflammation? vomiting, dire skin issues, because those right. things can be thrown off. But if your dog's like generally like, hey, I'm just chilling, I'm doing okay, and some of those markers are coming up high, then that's where maybe further, you know, investigation where we might want to just say, hey, go get an ultrasound abdomen, take a look at lymph nodes. And then depending on looking at what their protocols are for food, you know, their, their diet, herbs, lifestyle, you know, making those changes can be helpful, you know, as well. Well, we have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those things in our environment, everything that I feel like we have the choices for our dogs. If you walk into a PetSmart or a Target or even a regular grocery store, half the things on those shelves, most of the things on those shelves for your pet are going to cause them to get sick one way or another, whether whether it's long-term, whether it's got chemicals on it, whether it's got preservatives, coloring, all that's just like us, where what we eat and where we get our products is very important. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer. Research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at cbddoghealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health. Healing naturally. All right, we're back with Dr. Sarah Urban. And I, I forgot to say that the reason we're doing and talking about cancer once again is because it's National Cancer Day. And um, of course, we have to address it uh, when people bring up these things because I think it's so important for people to know that there are alternatives. You do have choices. You can go all holistic. You can go integrative where you combine the two. And guess what? A lot of these natural things work really well with chemotherapy and radiation. As a matter of fact, they help your body heal and recover from it faster. So if you feel more comfortable operating in that middle, go for it. I almost operated in that middle but my, everything I researched and the conversations I had with um, my favorite holistic vets were, don't do it. Don't amputate it. Don't do the radiation. Don't do the chemotherapy. And I knew that I would have to amputate the leg one day because the tumor would keep getting bigger. And I found a case where the dog, same thing, they had to amputate it because it cut off blood supply to the foot. So I knew that it would happen one day. And then I was fearing it because I was like, oh my God, what happens if I have to go to a conventional vet? What am I going to do? I'm going to wreck. So 
guys, I know what you're going through when you're trying to find these answers for your babies. And I know how hard it is to trust find someone that's trustworthy and find products that are trustworthy. And all I'm here to tell you is that make sure it's a full spectrum hemp extract with a COA that proves that it's a full spectrum hemp extract because you need all of the compounds together to help you fight off that cancer. If it's a broad spectrum or an isolate, it is not going to work. And the reason that I can say that is because they've already proven it in research. So research shows only a full spectrum product will do this, will help the dog fight off that cancer. And then adding other adaptogens. I added a couple other herbs, but mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms were my number one. And then supporting their gut and feeding them the right diet. Those three things, along with the help of a holistic uh, vet via telehealth, will make the biggest difference in your dog's quality of life being happy, just like Sarah said, she's got this dog with cancer with skin condition. He doesn't know he has it. He's running around having a good time because he's not he's not suffering because she has created a protocol to prevent that from happening. So literally, we were just trying to help Nina, you know, live a happy, healthy life. I don't want to say I didn't think she'd get to this, get to two years. I just didn't think about it. I just did it kept going, did it, did it, did it. And now I'm like, really, I want to get another two years out of her. I want to, I want her, she's not going to die from cancer. She's not going to die from that osteosarcoma. She's not. And there's very few people who can say that, right? This is, this is rare what happened with Nina. Yeah. And it's, I think it's one of these things if we could further explore and like, what, what did we do? And and these things get implemented. These, I've seen so many dogs that have come to me that are just not on the right plane of nutrition or supplements and they go through the regular chemo kind of roundabout and, and they just, they don't do well. They don't have anything to support their gut in their immune system. Cause there's so many factors just like with people, you know, you're going to get fatigued. You're not, you're going to feel nauseous. Your um, body's going to take a beating. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, if the body is already supported and, and running on awful, you know, cylinders, then if they, we need to intervene with chemo or very, very pinpoint radiation, the body's just going to be like, well, I'll handle it. You know, I, I got all of this good stuff to back me up with. So Nina probably would have been a good candidate, you know, for those things, because also understand that Nina, uh, since Nina was probably three years old, She's been eating the correct diet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she, I don't use flea and tick. She gets, uh, she hasn't been vaccinated since Mm -hmm. three years old. I don't use any chemicals in my house or in my yard. Everything is all natural. So I know that that helped her. However, she still got cancer. Mm -hmm. This cancer is a genetic cancer, but she's still somehow in her environment or whatever, it was able to grow. Mm-hmm. So we needed to stop it from growing. And well, we didn't stop it from growing, but we stopped it from spreading. Yeah. Which is what osteosarcoma, that's how osteosarcoma kills you. It's not that the initial tumor that kills you. It's that it spreads mm-hmm. very quickly to lungs normally mm-hmm. and kills them, which is, I don't know if I told you this, as you and I work on presenting to the world Nina's case and how it could help other dogs, I went down a black hole of research, which, you know, it's a very deep hole. (laughs) 
and found a piece of research from 45 years ago where they proved that osteosarcoma did not metastasize with THC for osteosarcoma in dogs. Hmm. So like, why do I have to two years later find this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why didn't I hear about this before? Why don't mm-hmm. we know about these incredible pieces of research? And I know there's some research that's, you know, people go, oh, forget it. I'll show you one that, uh, for instance, I just got one from Rodney that said a broad spectrum product helped dogs stop itching. Absolutely it did. I know why it did. But that broad spectrum product is not going to help them with seizures. It's not going to help them fight cancer because it has to be a full spectrum. Mm-hmm. You have to have that whole that all of those um, medicinal compounds from the flower. Mm-hmm. It's called epigenetics. What's going on in your environment? And I think that was a really cool thing was the fact that on radiograph, she was clear because if, if she was going to go in for surgery, we wanted to make sure she was clear and her chest was clear. I mean, her lymph nodes around her body are clear. She doesn't, you know, you wouldn't know other than, you know, her leg. So literally if we had shown a vet her all of her diagnostics and not told them that she had cancer, they wouldn't have known she had cancer. Mm-hmm. It no. was amazing. Um, Dr. Siegel has a live blood test thing that she does mm-hmm. where she takes the blood and puts it under and shows the abnormal cells. Mm-hmm. You know, so she shows you the little red red blood cells and there's n- there's no indication of cancer in that. And she's mm-hmm. like, this is incredible. It's incredible mm-hmm. to look like look at a dog that has a grapefruit on its ankle from mm-hmm. osteosarcoma, yet nothing in her body is telling us that she has this cancer. So that's what's so incredible is that your dog may have it, your dog may get it, it doesn't mean it's a death sentence. Yep. And it also doesn't mean you have to go broke trying to save her. So the most expensive thing that I've done so far is the amputation. But other than that, from going from, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 that a lot of people go down that road of amputation, radiation, mm-hmm. vitamin therapies sometimes, all those things when there's actually things you can do at home to help your dog. Now, we didn't talk about all the things that you're awesome at and that you also uh, helped Nina with, like chiropractic, acupuncture, Reiki. Talk about how those things also help. Yeah. So ozone. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much and it's hard because when when you have a patient walk in and you have an hour, hour and a half to do a a consult with them, you know, I'm always trying to, what, what is going to get me the best results today? Like what, what does this animal need? But certainly like I rely a lot on my Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese veterinary medicine. Um, to do a very, you know, thorough exam, we, we cover everything from, you know, lifestyle, you know, behavioral issues, how they interact with people, environment, because that, that's going to help me figure out, okay, what herbals I might need to use, what acupuncture points I might need to use. Certainly, you know, you can have a young dog versus an old dog with the same type of cancer. I'm going to be approaching both of those dogs differently. Yeah. You know, that older dog might need something to stimulate energy or chi or just make it feel better. You know, the hot-headed younger one, I might need to cool them off. There might be like an underlying heat issue more so than the older animal. But so that's really supporting along with acupuncture. There's tons of articles out now on, on PubMed looking at in the human world and the veterinary world that acupuncture does support you know, through cancer or 
going and getting chemotherapy. There's so much literature out there right now, which is awesome. And chiropractic is one of my, my mainstays because, you know, your nervous system helps run everything in your body. You know, a lot of what we do, movement, our um, mental outlook, how our immune system is directly related to what's going on at the nervous system level. So your, your brain, you know, your spinal cord. So if you have what we quote, we call a subluxation or a region where along the spine, it doesn't have to be, it's not a bone out of place, but something is just not firing correctly. Well, those nerves feed down into our organs. They feed down into telling our, our uh, immune system what to do. You know, so if, if I have a patient that's got certain subluxations in an area, they're going to be in fight and flight all the time because I'm overstimulating that. Well, what does that do? It brings your cortisol levels up. That suppresses your immune system. Wow. So very, very, you know, looking at those and, and you know, I even incorporate, say I do rehab as well, but older animals, helping them move better, feel better. If, if they can move better, get outside. I, I mean, it's just their quality of life will improve. And then I use, you know, ozone. Um, gosh, <laughs> a, a lot. There's so much I use, but I try to have to look at each patient as an individual and what, what do they need at that time. And that's one of my favorite things about you um, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I've had other vets and where they've got a protocol in mind and they're going to do that same protocol for every single pet instead of realizing every pet is an individual, even if they've got the same type of cancer, even if they're the same age, which is crazy because when Nina was diagnosed, one of Dr. Zach's clients was diagnosed at the very same, at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, well, let's do a cannabis protocol on one and a non-cannabis protocol on the other one. Now, dog was dead in two months. Um, mm-hmm. He did try uh, a nut, and this was the owner wanted to try this, where I think it was the, um, what's the one that eats, makes a hole? A blood, a blood root. Blood root. Yeah. I think it was blood root. I'm not sure. But yeah, ate a whole big old hole in the dog's arm. And, you know, I'm like, I don't understand how that is good for the dog. You know, how yeah. a dog that's already sick with a deadly cancer. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone that I've known around me, I've watched the dogs pass and Nina is still going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know what we're doing different. And now... She barely uses the other back leg because she's balanced herself between her Mm -hmm. left leg, front leg, and her back right leg to keep her whatever. So I know my chiropractic adjustments are going to be a regular thing now because she's just, she's now centered differently. It's almost like the leg has moved to the front. So we're excited that this has happened and we want to tell everybody Mm -hmm. about it. I, I also want people to understand, I brought up that Nina's environment was pretty healthy, but I want people to understand that there were no pharmaceutical drugs, no opioids, no people who've got dogs with allergies and are giving them a cytopoint or an apoquil. Those are things that actually cause cancer. You literally looked in the literature and it will tell you that it causes cancer. Mm-hmm. It's the reason I found cannabis myself. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. They wanted to give me Humira, which has already been linked to lymphoma. No, thank you. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to find something more natural. So 
I feel like get all the diagnostics, look at it, believe that diagnosis, but understand that you have a choice to go a holistic route and a holistic route will work. If you've mm-hmm. got a dog that's got more of a chemical overload, do we want to detox? Like for instance, after Nina's surgery, she had to go on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And after she got done with the antibiotics, which I think lasted like maybe a week and a half, mm-hmm. we did a fecal transplant. So let's say we've got a sick dog who maybe they have been on some, you know, on an Apoquil or a flea and tick mm-hmm. or something else. Do we want to do a detox also? Do we wait? Do we, mm-hmm. you know, treat them and then do it? Does it all happen at the same time? And then, and what is the best way to do a detox? Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm a big supporter of a lot of just good liver cleansing products. I, there's a, there's a couple of brands. I, I like, there's one called Liver Up by my friend who's a master herbalist, Laurel Davis, but her liver up is amazing. And I usually will tell people, you know, do, do that for a month. It's, you know, I, I take it myself, um, you know, in the springtime, but uh, I'll put animals on that. And then even when getting back to like the fecal transplant, you know, the stress with anesthesia and going in, it can change the microbiome. And I do know the great folks over at Animal Biome, they are going to be coming out with some really interesting research looking at the immune system and what they have found. So either testing the, the microbiome or just doing a fecal transplant on completely healthy you know, coming from a donor, from a healthy animal. Um, those are some basic things, you know, definitely when we detox, we don't want the dog to be like not eating, vomiting and having diarrhea. Right. I think detox people think that you're, you're going to be like out in the wilderness for days and dancing around and eating concoctions. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's very like, it shouldn't disrupt. You're just going to support the, the liver, it, the kidneys, the natural detox processes. And, and uh, you know, very traditional veterinarians, they kind of know, you know, they're like, oh, dog's got some liver issues stuff. Why don't we just put them on some liver support stuff for a month after surgery? Well, you know, they, they dabble a little bit, but I do think it makes a, a difference. We absolutely detox Nina's liver because of your, like you said, the anesthesia and the antibiotics. And we also did a fecal transplant with animal mm-hmm. biome to reset and support her gut. But I want to also talk about the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. and intermittent fasting and how that also helped with her uh, situation. Because it's funny, I just posted a video not too long ago and people said, um, she looks so skinny. So we're going to talk about that so that people can understand what's going on with Nina when we come back. All right, we're back with Dr. Sarah Urban talking about cancer, what we can do to support our animals holistically when they are diagnosed, whether you have a young dog with cancer or a senior dog with cancer, both doing a holistic protocol on them is going to work wonderful for both of them. But detoxing, like we just said, is important. And then one of the the best, easiest things that I've done for Nina, of course, is the ketogenic diet, which is means I'm not giving the cancer anything to feed off of. I'm starving Mm -hmm. the cancer and still feeding and supporting my dog's microbiome at the same time. Is that a good way to explain it? What a ketogenic Mm -hmm. diet is? Yeah. So it seems to be a hot diet with people, you know, because your your body is going to be running and fueling off fat. But when you look at processes in the body that require very quick growth, you know, so sprinters need like a 
you know, glucose slug because they're going to be sprinting down the track. Well, the same thing with like our, um, when you have cancers and stuff, they want to grow very quick and expand and you got cells that aren't signaling correctly and dividing correctly. So with that growth, it takes a lot of energy. And so they thrive off of sugar or carbohydrate. So there's a, there's actually a really cool, uh, sanctuary in Texas, the, the, uh, I think it's the Keto Pet Sanctuary, sanctuary, and they have, um, it's a nonprofit, but they take these lost cause dogs and they put them on a ketogenic diet and they're thriving. They're doing great. So tons of, so it's like a place where all these little cancer dogs are running around doing great. Sounds like my house. Yeah. Sounds like my rescue, which literally <laughs> yeah. is I take the sick dogs and go, okay, let's do the right yep. diet and give them herbs instead of mm-hmm. opioids and see what happens. Yep. And then even throwing a day in of, you know, intermittent fasting, there's the oddly enough, I was introduced to that by a lot of uh, dog breeders, show dogs that they would do like Sundays was their fast day That's and they would get day. bones. Yep. And they just get some broth and bones and they did that for health, for their coat and making sure they're not getting overweight and they just would never be sick. So allowing your body to rest and not have to constantly process food um, bombarding the liver, you know, a lot of times you're going to be bombarded with you no know, fat, carbohydrates, and it has to do all this organizational stuff. So when you rest, you know, there are studies that show you know, your stem cells go up, which is a good thing. Your cancer fighting chemicals in your body go up. And I think the hardest thing we see from owners are like, but they're staring at me, they want food. And my dogs constantly pester me for all food. day long, all, all day long. You well, know, I do so. it. I do it every day with Nina. So I mm-hmm. feed my dogs at eight o'clock in the morning and between eight o'clock and five o'clock, they're given snacks, treats mm-hmm. throughout the day. And then they don't get fed again because mm-hmm. what we're allowing their bodies to do at night is to heal and mm-hmm. detox every single night. So that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So if you guys suspect that your dog has cancer and want a more holistic approach to it, uh, I highly recommend getting in touch with Dr. Sarah Urban. I am more than happy to share my protocol and what I'm doing. You can always email me. And I honestly want us to get to the point. I have no idea how to do it, but I would love to do a case study. You know, if I've got someone out there who's got a dog with osteosarcoma and wants our help, I really want to do everything I can to help support you to be able to do a protocol like this and and work with a holistic vet. And Sarah's not the only one. She's my favorite, but she's not my not the only one who practices like this. So even if Sarah is booked, we have others that will be able to walk you through this. So I, I just want to put that out there because I know that because there's only three integrative oncologists, there's so few true holistics out there that it's really difficult for those of you who do know in your heart and gut that there is an alternative to this. A, because you've seen a family member go the holistic route and thrive. You yourself saw that pharmaceuticals weren't helping you and were just making you worse and believe that this actually could help your pet. You're right in thinking that. And we want to help you and support you in doing that. And I don't care if you don't use my products. I just want to make sure that you get true full spectrum hemp extracts and true medicinal mushroom extracts. Because literally right now in the United States, I know two brands that are doing it the right way. Two 
and mushrooms are everywhere and you can buy them everywhere. I have been at AHVMA, the Holistic Vet Conference, where they had mushroom people there that were, they were not extracts of mushrooms. They were just dried mushrooms or worse, dried in the mycelium and the starch that they were growing on. And once you know that beta-glucans are the secret to them, you realize that the beta-glucans are coming from the starch that they were grown in, not from the mushrooms. So I want medicinal mushrooms, I have a feeling, are going to be almost as bad, if not worse, than medical cannabis and full-spectrum hemp extracts because people don't understand how they're used or how you extract the compounds to get those medicinal compounds in your dog's body or in your body so that they actually work, so they're bioavailable. So it's a very confusing world out there, and we thank you for listening. Dr. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you who don't already know Dr. Sarah, you can find her online um, at Enabled Veterinary Services. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Enabled Integrative. Yep. Sorry, Service. Enabled. Okay. I knew there was another one in there. <laughs> enabled Integrative Services. And what that enabled word means is that she enables you to have the power to help your dog heal naturally. Mm-hmm. Sarah, thank you so much again. Hey, I know this you. is going to be a series. I know we're going to keep on talking about <laughs> cancer and hopefully keep on sharing success stories. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. And if you want your questions answered live, make sure to call in to 252-377-4555. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and at AngelaArtolino.com. And remember, you can always sign up for a full holistic consultation at CBDDogHealth.com slash consultations. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.